Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. It's an old song. Uh, welcome back to Talkville. Welling, good to see you, buddy. Nice glasses. You look sharp today. You got- I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it never it never is what it was, you know? <laughs> That's what we were talking about right before. Uh, out of context. Um, Ryan, Howdy. good to see you. What's up? Nice flower on your shirt. Ryan. Flower on my shirt? Are you my flower child? I am. I'm also supporting the band Heim. I love the band Heim. Heim. That's what this is. Heim. Is that short for Heimann? Uh, nope. 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 No? Okay. Well, That's I just su- their last name. I, I also support Hyman. <laughs> he was a nice guy. He, uh, he was a rabbi, Hyman. That is a last name as well. Yeah, Hyman. You could be yeah, a Someone went to my high school whose last name was actually Hyman. is an all-girls band. Oh, it it's is. three sisters, I believe, right? It is indeed. I like that, that you're listening to an all-girls band. They're, They're awesome. popular. Good for you. I you wouldn't like them, like, but you wouldn't like them. Uh, you don't think I'd like them? No. I mean, I'm going to see Culture Club, I think, this weekend. I'm exactly. going to see America this weekend. Do you remember America, Tom? I see America every day. What was their song? <laughs> no, you're talking about America. <laughs> I'm talking America, you know, horse with no name, sister golden hair. Well, I tried to make it Sunday, but, but I oh, got so Horse with no name, that was Neil. Huh? That was Neil. Um, no. Horse with no name. No, no, that's America. So I set my sights on Monday. Really? And I, got I think undressed. he might have redid it. But yes, 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 yes. Anyway, look, guys, we're doing this podcast, and the reason we're doing it is we love it, and you love it, and you're here, and the reason we're also doing it is because you support the the podcast so much, and we thank you. And those patrons who go to patreon.com slash talkville and give a little something back to the show so we can keep going and pay fine folks like Ryan and uh-huh. old Bryce, uh, we appreciate it, man. So keep it going, keep the love going, and thank you. Uh, patreon.com slash talkville there's lots of cool th- stuff going on with that we give shout outs to everybody at the end of every episode our socials are at talkville podcast on all socials although i think bryce kind of goes back and forth on that because there's at talkville pod on twitter or x or whatever the hell they call it but regardless you'll find us go to youtube uh in my instagram at the michael rosenbaum there's the uh, instagram my my link tree and you'll see all the things we're doing, our cons. We're going to Rhode Island, D.C., Minneapolis. Tom's going to be in, well, this will be already aired by then. So, But we're going to we do yeah. a lot of cons. I'm on the Cameo. You can get Zooms at TalkvillePodcast.com. Tons of great merch. People are digging the merch. And also the Inside of You online store. Tons of great merch. Like, look at this. Inside of You little. I got to send you one of these, Tom. Would you wear it? Uh, <laughs> What do you mean? It's Dope. Of course I'd wear it. Look at this. Of course I'd wear it. I'm on a merch frenzy here. Look, the new Sunspin. Do you have, do you have that sweatshirt in a medium? The new Sunspin really? tumblers are out on sunspin.com. Support the band. And we're doing a, lastly, we're doing a uh, a show. 
on the 16th of September, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, sunspin.com. Join us. Zooms, prizes. I dropped my phone. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, if you didn't get a chance to uh, uh, call in, leave a message, you know you could do that. 213-JET-CUTE. Um, it's all, oh. all the information's in the show description, but we need your love. And uh, we've got a fun episode today. And uh, we do two episodes at a time sometimes, so uh, we have mixed feelings about things, I'm sure. Uh, let's just do this. Without further ado, let's get into Season 3, Episode 12. This is Hereafter. Hereafter, aired February 4th, 2004. Director was two directors. Somebody must have gotten sick or had diarrhea that day. Greg <laughs> Beeman and James Marshall, old Jim Marshall. And the writers were Mark Verheiden and Drew Z. Greenberg. Guest stars Ian huh. Summerholder as Adam Knight. Got to see him shirtless, I think, in this episode. Don't we? Yeah. Yeah. He's very oiled up, tuned and lubed. Went to Jiffy Lube for this episode. Yeah. I, he, I think he had a nightmare and he woke up like someone hit him with a fire hose. <laughs> he woke up. <laughs> after- I mean, I've woken up sweaty from nightmares and it ain't that. You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't look that hot when I wake up from a nightmare. I, just- I look like a nightmare. Uh, you know, Camille Mitchell as Nancy Adams, Greg Keane as Joseph Altman. Synopsis Smallville sees dead people. What was that movie? Wait a minute. Which, I, which one of the Ashmores is in the beginning, though? I thought I it can't, was I Ashmore, can't, uh, too. I thought it was Aaron Ashmore, <laughs> and it wasn't. That was uh, Joseph Cross. Jordan did a great job. Smallville sees yeah. dead people. As Clark learns about the new kid in school's premonitions, he must fight to save lives by changing destiny. Lex becomes suspicious of Lana's new boy toy after learning about his squeaky clean past and questionable school activities. Okay, we're going to get into this one. Um, <laughs> there was stuff I liked. <laughs> there was stuff I liked, and uh, we'll get into that. Um, I, I, I certainly didn't remember one thing about this episode. Not one moment. Did you remember anything, Tom? I, I felt that way through like 90% of it. And then all of a sudden, I, there was a couple little things, but not a lot. Sorry to spoiler alert. Not like a, a huge story. In fact, I didn't even catch that we had two directors until you said it. And I can't remember why that would have happened. I think um, I want to say Greg Beeman had something, something he got sick and he just he got strep throat or something. I, I would bet okay. that because Greg would not, he, he would tough anything out, but he was probably sick. I mean, something happened because you got you, Greg and, and Marshall were both like, some of our, I mean, obviously our best directors and the fact that they would share one episode means something happened that wasn't planned. They would never plan to share an episode. They, they, they don't pro- need to. You know what happened? I bet Beeman couldn't be there for second unit and Marshall directed both days of second unit. So he got director credit as well. I, I'm guessing. And there were a maybe. lot of scenes. So maybe that happened. Maybe that maybe this is the beginning of setting Marshall up to take over show running the show. That could be maybe. smart. Beeman would do this all like that. Yeah. This episode opens with a nice jog through the pine tree filled forest of Smallville. I love how everybody's wearing the same jogging outfits. Well, they're on the cross country team. <laughs> so now Lana's on the cross country team. I know. And Pete's on the cross country team. I know. They're not they're not cultists running to a bowl of punch. They're a the, team. Yeah, but the foot <laughs> I mean it, it, you didn't get that it was a cross country team? Yeah, I got it. But it also might be I agree. Class, like, uh, it's maybe probably I cross country. Lana's overcommitting here. The, the yeah. funny thing is I totally bought Lana being on the team, but when they showed Pete, I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, right. Yeah, Pete like, wouldn't. Come on. Well, Pete's not doing uh, that. And they're playing to the tune of Five for Fighting. What was song was it? When you've only got a hundred years to live. Sixteen years under the hill. Hit me, 
He does that. Dude, a lot. I saw them. Yeah. I saw them on TV a couple weeks ago. They were they were the they were the the entertainment in a golf tournament. And they aired it on the golf channel. Dude, they still nail that song. Like that guy still he hit all that. That's cool. It was that kind of era where you got Dave Matthews going, she wakes up in the morning. Fight <laughs> for fighting. Everyone was Irish. <laughs> Everybody was Irish to jump back in. The small ball high gray, cross country team yeah. gets passed by new classmate Jordan Cross. As they return to the track, Lana talks to the new kid. They touch hands over the water cooler, and he suddenly has a vision of Lana as an old lady, peacefully dying. He frantically runs away, but the coach pats him on the shoulder. It sends him into another vision of the coach being decked by an oncoming car. Jordan can seemingly see how people are going to die. If you had that gift, what would you do with it? Every time oh, someone touches you, go, listen, uh... You're going to get hit by a bus. Stay away from buses. That's all I got. See you, buddy. Uh, you're going to die of this. Just stop smoking. That kid is rightfully stressed out all the time. But could you imagine? Oh, going man, ahead? that's that's a that's a burden, man. Yeah, that's like a medium. It's, it's kind of but it's kind of like you when you date, you know, you're kind of like, ah, I just this isn't something. Yeah. Your, to your toes are webbed. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. Clark tries to greet Jordan with the friendly Kent handshake, but Jordan shrugs it off. As he leaves to go home yeah. with his dad, Jordan shares that he started having the visions again. And as they talk, we see Coach Altman carrying out the suicidal vision Jordan had. However, instead of being decked by a car, he is saved by Clark. Kip, all I kept thinking about this, like this all added up that Clark saved him and, and the whole thing and I just kept thinking, what was that guy driving the car like that for? Like, this is like a drunk 4.30 in the morning guy trying to get home. <laughs> yeah. To, you know, to, in front to of beat a school, his which is also a ticket. Like, it's like, that guy was way out of control. And like, nobody paid attention to well, it. Bryce made a note here. Pretty brutal that the coach was going to do this in front of the entire school. Some yeah. mentor he is, <clears throat> huh? And also. Well, his daughter died. He was sad, but still. Yeah, but also, how did no one else see Clark go in front of the car? He, the guy was yelling uh -huh. like this, I've had it or something. <laughs> and no one saw Clark zoom in. That's terrible. That bothered the crap out of me. Anyone else? I thought about that. Yeah, I'm glad you did. It would have it, it would have been nice if maybe Clark separated from like the kid and his father and like went back into school and then looked out the window. So it almost felt like Clark would have come from an angle that nobody was looking at. Well, but yeah, it would have been better if an hour and a half more of shooting during that. Yeah, day, I'm not going to even get into that. It just pissed <laughs> me off. Maybe if the coach didn't scream, if he just got in front of the car and then Clark saw him and then, then I'd believe it. It was just like, dude, what do you do? You're, but also like he, he didn't plan it. He was just like, Oh, I'm going to take my opportunity to kill myself now. Like he didn't like just like yeah. go home and think about it some more. He's yeah. like, nah, now, now's good. Yeah. Lana says something to him and he goes, oh, okay. And then he goes, eh, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> I'm going to do it now. Now's the time to do it. I just had uh cross country uh, practice and uh, now's the time. Yeah. Right after school when everybody's outside watching me. I always wanted to do it with the car. You Nobody know? wants to do that. How many people commit suicide, God forbid, but in front of tons of people? <sighs> Not just, many. Really, yeah. Especially a teacher. Get, get with it, dude. That was rough. I just kept thinking also, like, I, I never ran cross country, but what a great coaching job. You get everybody together. You go, all right, here's the deal. For the next hour and a half, you're going to start here. You're going to go that way. 
and I'll see you when you get back. Yeah. Hey, I've got yeah, nothing. That's true. Hey, John, true. you could run a little faster on that last 40. <laughs> Thanks, coach. Great. I'm going to go back to tweeting. <laughs> Later at Smallville Medical, Lana shows up to check on her coach. She finds Clark in the waiting room and talks about how she used to be friends with his late daughter. She seems to be friends with everybody. Remember the girl who died and yeah. like all these friends. Clark, that's another friend who died. Uh-huh. Was that another friend of hers who died? Yeah. What's oh. with Lana? <laughs> Lana, start hanging out with people who <laughs> didn't die. No, but it's Clark's always the bad guy, right? Clark's always the one getting people in trouble when you hang out with him. Yeah. Well, maybe not. I'm not hanging out with Lana. Clark goes on. I end up doing it. Clark goes on to say it's hard when you blame yourself for things that happen. Uh, coming a few episodes after Lana's traumatic horse trampling. Before Lana leaves, we see her classmate Megan apologizing to the unconscious coach, feeling regret for what happened to his daughter dying. As they leave, he wakes up. We'll get into it. I'm not going to, I'm going to wait until we get to that moment. But the next day at Smallville High, Jordan's walking through the halls, dodging students left and right to prevent seeing how they tragically die. Unexpectedly, Clark grabs him on the shoulder and he suddenly gets a galactic vision unlike the death ones he normally has as clark talks to jordan he explains that he doesn't like being touched and uh jordan says that and then proceeds to get bumped by three different kids in a row and then he kept yeah. going, huh, huh, and they hold on this shot and you can hear i can just hear the director going i want you every every time there's anybody around you just huh, huh, huh. i could just <laughs> see that direction and it was just like come on man just cut away we don't need to see that it just got too much I'm shitting on it, and I and I and I, and I, there was some good stuff in this, so we'll get to it. But Clark says something in that scene. He says Smallville is rarely that exciting. What? What? Really? Yeah. What? <laughs> what well, do you mean? all this, all this excitement is just normal for this is Clark's life. He doesn't know <laughs> if it's exciting or not. If anything, it's a burden, right? I think that him being bumped by those kids could have been a little bit better if him and Clark were on the on the move, like walking. Yeah. It would have kept it a little more or less. By the way, I, I didn't think the makeup was good in this episode. I really it oh. jumped out at me. And the makeup's always good. I don't know what went on. But how tan is Kristen in the hospital scene? I mean, there's so much makeup on her. And, and Tom's got too much makeup in the torch. I mean, wow. I'll go on about this because I got more makeup stuff because it jumped out at me. Uh, but the but, Superman cape moment was cool. Jordan saw the future. The was first like, that I heard was you talk about really makeup. freaking cool. Yeah. That's Ryan's favorite scene. This episode is sponsored by better help. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Talkville. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. 
I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. That night, as Lana is closing up the talon, she hears something in the upstairs loft. She goes to investigate and finds Adam having intense, sweat-drenched night terrors. She tries to figure out what happened after getting donkey kicked in the gut, but Adam doesn't want to talk about it. The only thing that's not wet is his hair. Did you notice that? Well, that's what happens his when you're His body hot. is completely drenched, but his hair is like fine. That's Smallville stuff yeah, right there. That's, that's the directors. I mean, you remember Beeman. Beeman was just as wanting every every girl to be hot just as he wanted every guy to be hot. He wanted everybody to be as hot as they could be, just looking sweet. And it was it was a pressure. It was it was a pressure and I assume it was a pressure on you to always keep a, a good body to be working out. I mean, I know you got frustrated and there were some seasons or a season where you came back and you had gained weight and they're like, uh, dude. But like yeah. it's, that's a lot of you're not only on set every day, all day, learning lines, doing it, working 15 hours a day, but now you got to look good. How do you look good that many hours a day? Um, I'll be honest with you. I. If you say it was natural, I'll kill you. No, I, what I'm going to say is I, I, in talking with Natalie and hair, makeup and wardrobe, I trusted that those guys would make adjustments. I, I couldn't be worried about it. You know what I mean? Like, I just couldn't. I never checked my makeup. Good. I never changed my hair. I was yeah. like, listen, you guys are know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. I don't care about my shirt. Every once in a while, I'd say something to Steve, whatever. He'd go, Ugh. I always, I was concerned about my makeup, um, not on my face, but on my head, because they put three layers of makeup on my head so you didn't see a hairline. And yeah. I, there was just some moments where I could see makeup and it takes you out of the scene. So I wanted to make sure yeah. that it looked good and the lighting was good because I didn't want people to go to not look at my performance and instead look at my my makeup makeup yeah the next day at smallville high chloe mm. and pete rush to share the adam gossip with clark however clark wants to stay a adam free zone and not pry into lana's life instead he wants to pry into jordan's the new kid's life he believes jordan is having premonitions 12 minutes into the episode we have a lex sighting as lana walks into the office to discuss the incident at the talon apparently adam's string of bad dreams are starting to land on lex's radar Lana brushes it off because of the help that Adam has been. How this conversation really even starts is so funny. Like, just the fact that Lana's in there talking about her tenant's, you know, wet dream yeah. that he had. Like, why are you talking did about Did you say it? wet dream? He did. Jesus. Back in Smallville High, Chloe walks into the dark classroom and finds Adam injecting something into his arm. Because that's where you do it, right? At school and the... You know, but maybe I, I, I'll buy into it. It was a dark room. It was like he just needed to do it. I, I'm not going to. Well, a lot of me. classrooms are empty. Yeah. They're better than the bathroom. The bathroom's always occupied. True. At a school? Yeah. True. I buy it. Uh, she uncovers from her mega real world moment and goes to talk with Clark about his investigation of Jordan. Apparently, he has been having premonitions since the age of six, and he was born on the day of the meteor shower. I didn't catch that part. That he's born. Me neither. That's interesting. That's that's the all right. I, I kind of dig that. Outside the torch, 
Clark and Chloe hear a commotion as Jordan is frantically trying to convince Megan to walk home with them. She is understandably freaked out and resistant to the kids' advances. Jordan tells Clark that she's going to die and then runs away. Clark catches up and gets Jordan to admit his premonitions and share what's been going on. And let me tell you, I really liked that scene. It was very creepy. He's like, no, you don't understand. And he's screaming. I thought the acting was great. I thought when you go, Jordan, Jordan, what are you doing? What what happened? The whole thing, everyone was really good. She was crying. It was weird. It just felt like almost out of a movie, like a carry, you know? Yeah, he was, he, what I really liked what he did is he was really scared. You know, he, he could have, e- he could have easily been played this character as like, this has been happening to me since I was a kid. It's frustrating. It's boring. I don't like it. I just don't like everybody. But he was scared about the whole thing. And yeah. I think- you brought this up earlier, like, what if you had this ability? I think the most frustrating part is trying to tell somebody this information. No one wants to deal with a problem before it's a problem. No one. Especially their death. I mean, everyone no has a premonition because a- a- anyone really has these uh, that ability, and it's not even a gift. It's like looking at someone who's drinking themselves to death and smoking. You're like, you're going to die. Uh, you're obese <laughs> and you don't eat well and you don't exercise. I don't mean to laugh. But... Probably going to die. There's certain things, no. but like this, to have that sort of innate gift where you could, I mean, I don't, I mean, if somebody told you, you want to know the date you're going to die or you want to know how you're going to die, would you want to know? Yeah. But what if you found out it was something <laughs> like you got hit by a car for the rest mm-hmm. of your life, no matter what, even if you looked out, it was going to happen. Well, no, not till that day. You would know the day. No, but like, what if you didn't right, know I'm, the day? I'm what good if... till then. Oh, you knew how, but you didn't know no, when. No, you knew how, but you didn't know when. Ugh. That's, that's oh. dreadful. I wouldn't want to know that. When would, <sighs> would I rather know when than how? If somebody says you were going to die on December 2nd, 2060, would you want to know that? I would live my life pretty outrageous. I would pretty wait till 2059 to Pretty much it. the same. <laughs> These are conversations you could have for forever. The boys walk home and Jordan tells Clark that his vision was different. It was like he lived forever. On their Uh, walk home, I I like that. They run into Sheriff Adams, whose makeup is also terrible, and who lets them know they found Megan's car abandoned on the highway with noticeable signs of struggle. The sheriff tries connecting her disappearance to Jordan's struggle. Now, again, with the makeup thing, uh, the makeup's always amazing on this show. Um, for some reason, I think it maybe might have been the lighting was different. I think it was the lighting because sometimes the makeup's great in this episode and sometimes it's really bad. Did you guys not notice it? No, I didn't. Even on the sheriff on her face, it was really harsh and you could see her acne and like give her like a balance or like some kind of deflection on that. Jeez. I will. Since you noticed it and I'm just watching the scene as, yeah, it looks like it could have been a little better. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you for validating. Later that day, Chloe heads over to the town looking for Adam. Instead, she finds Lana and decides to tell her about him shooting up. Back at Luther Mansion, Lex walks in his office, finds Adam tearing it up on the piano. Lex tells him that he's concerned with his behavior and shares his sealed school records. He goes on to share his suspicions for his all-too-good past and threatens to keep digging. See, I like this scene because this is the first time I felt like I really was curious about the character. Like, I was like, oh, you can tell, you can make people say things. What's, uh, it actually made me want to learn more this time than all he the previous He can make people about. say things? 
Well, apparently all his teachers said the same things, almost like someone told him to say that. That's yeah. what Lex says to him. Oh, so I think so he can threaten them. He can, threaten them. Well, yeah, when Lex checked in on me, they all said right, he's right. a fine pupil and a joy to teach. Word for word, they but all they said all it. they all said the same thing. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, what's this guy now? After cool. Adam leaves Luther Mansion, he heads to Smallville High to meet Lana. She asks him if he's a diabetic, but instead of explaining shooting up in the middle of the school, he gaslights her and leaves. As he does, he bumps into Jordan, giving him another vision. Lana finds Jordan and goes to him, giving a different vision of her in a fiery death. Before they could leave, Jordan gets sucker punched and Lana gets chloroformed. Chloe decides to take the investigation of Adam into her own hands and sneaks into his loft. As she snoops around, she finds Lex doing the same thing, mystified by his piano playing skills. By the way, if I was Tom or Clark, I would have gone like, see, you're in trouble. And it's I I didn't cause this. It's worse when you go out with other guys. Yeah, it's a lot worse. You don't know it yet, but this guy's dead. Later that night, Jonathan catches up with his son in the barn and relates to Jordan's father's attempt to shelter his son. He tells Clark that Jordan will eventually make his way back home when he is ready. And as Jonathan leaves, Jordan rushes in and tells Clark that Lana has been kidnapped. They begin to put the pieces together that both Megan and Lana could have kidnapped, been kidnapped by Coach Altman and that Clark saving the coach created sort of a butterfly effect scenario that changed other people's deaths. We then- now, did you for at least did you for at least one second during the scene want Clark to be like, even if that's true, Lana really asked me to stay away from her. I, I don't think I should get involved. <laughs> no, no, no. She no, really no. doesn't want me to. Yeah. I can't. I don't want to get burned again. No pun intended, Jordan. <laughs> we then cut to a scene where Mr. Altman has Megan and Lana tied up, dousing the room with gasoline and ready to make them pay for killing his daughter. He tosses a lighter, setting the room ablaze, and then gets on his knees, ready to go down with him. All right, this absolutely took me out of the whole episode. Why are you killing these two girls? Because they apologized to you? Because they might have had something to do with your daughter's death many years ago and the fact that you've suffered? So you're going to kill these two little girls who were friends with your daughter when they really didn't do anything bad? So now you're going to burn them down and the, the worst tragic death you could have is burning them alive? You sick F you. I just... Not I, very I just nice. Like, oh my Lord, this is just like, what are, what are we doing here? My grandfather. I will say the fire. Say, the fire looked good. Yes, I thought it looked. My scary. grandfather used to say something like when he was watching a movie and something was incredulous. He go, "What the hell are we doing here? What is what is this? What what are they doing?" And that's how I felt. Clark and Jordan show up to the house as it's burning to the ground. Clark goes to save Lana. Jordan goes to save Megan. Jordan gets stopped by the coach as Clark rushes both girls outside. I thought Jordan was going to die. I'm glad he did. I thought Lana. I thought Lana was going to say Clark. What did I tell you? Stay away from me. (laughs) I told you, let me burn. Clark goes back to save Jordan before the house explodes. He picks him up, slings him over the shoulder, and runs out before a massive explosion. What I liked about this is that it seemed different. They just, it, it, the explosion lingered for a while and it kind of just, they let it rest. It was interesting. I think, I think this is the house. Where when we went and blocked this whole scene, I remember we we walked into a like a storm, you know, you walk down from the outside, you walk into the cellar in yeah. some of these old homes. And I remember walking in and we're blocking the scene and we're trying to figure out where it is. And I look over and on the wall, I'm like, boy, that looks like dynamite, like all stacked up everywhere. 
And they're like, oh, it is, but it's not hooked up yet. And I was like, what? The whole place was rigged. I'm pretty sure this is the house that Smallville actually blew up with actual dynamite. And I think that's why the explosion was less, it, it had a practical element to it, which I think they added the, some flames. But I think you're right. The way it explodes, I think we blew that house up for real. Yeah, something seemed different. It seemed more intense. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. As the group recovers outside, Jordan notices that he no longer has death visions as he touches people. The next day at Luther Mansion, Lex invites Lana to talk about her new boy toy after being kidnapped and almost murdered. This is normal for her, though. So she has no issue learning about Adam's clinical trial that he's currently a test subject in. Clark goes to visit Jordan at home and learns that he has had a vision of his late mother before he almost died. Lana shows up to drop off some assignments, and Clark tries unsuccessfully to chit-chat with her. He then leaves, and Jordan goes on to talk with Lana about the vision he had about Adam. He tells her Adam has already died. That night, back at the farm, Martha's finishing baking cookies as Clark talks to her about putting many people's lives in jeopardy by saving one. He questions whether or not he can change destiny. Now, look, I always love Annette O'Toole. She's amazing. But she kept turning her head looking at you while you're talking like so much where I was like, no, she's going to get something from the cabinet. She didn't, No one real person would turn around. They'd go get it, go, yeah, well, Clark, and then they would turn. But she kept like, oh, I didn't huh, notice that. Huh? huh? It just was, it, it just it was like, what are you doing? Um, maybe the director was like, I, I need you to keep looking at him. I need you to, I, I don't know, but it was, it, was, it was odd. It wasn't noticeable to you guys, but it was You odd know, I, I, I'm looking at it now. I think you're right. I think... What may have happened is she was told that they were not going to come to, they were not going to put gonna cover her. Side. And so they probably asked her to cheat everything out. You're right. They didn't That's want exactly yeah. what they did. We're not shooting yeah. you from the front. So we need you to do this. Yeah, we I'm need- sure. Because 
Because she knows. She's Clark brilliant. goes to take some cookies out to his father in the barn and finds Jonathan struggling on the floor. This was an absolute shock. He rushes to his yeah. side. Jonathan screams out, not yet, and tells Clark that he loves him before going unconscious. This touched me. This gave me goosebumps. I didn't remember this. I didn't remember when it was going to happen. I didn't see this episode. Um, but I thought it was so beautifully played. The only thing that bothered me, can you guess, Ryan, in that scene? The cookies? The slow motion cookie drop? No, that Clark kept going, Mom, come, come out here. Pick your dad up and super speed to the hospital immediately. <laughs> oh. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, don't wait for your mom to come out and go, oh, we'll call an ambulance. Clark, take him to the God blessed hospital. <laughs> what are you doing? We're- you moron. You've got super speed. X-ray is hard. What's going on in there? Use your powers for the love of Jesus. <laughs> uh, would you say it like that? I would have said it like this. Good <laughs> Lord, son. Would you head to the hospital? Uh, any things you remember from shooting the episode, working with Joseph Cross? No, I mean, um, no. And, and it's unfortunate. I, I, I liked watching us work together, but I don't necessarily recall being there. Sounds horrible, but. Yeah. Um, he's working a lot still. He is good for him. He's been in, he's, it's he's like been three in quarters of the way through the season. So everybody's probably really tired doing this episode. He has worked with Spielberg, Fincher and PTA. You know what? He's so good. I oh, don't well, doubt it. Yeah. I don't doubt it. That's awesome. The name Jordan. Guess Cross. who hasn't worked with all those people? Me. Us. <laughs> what names did you say? Spielberg, Spielberg, Fincher, Fincher and uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. That's amazing. Yeah. Interesting things of note. Interesting things of note. The name Jordan Cross is a play on the metaphor crossing Jordan, the classic illusion of moving from this life to the hereafter. I never would have thought that oh, as a writer. That's what that TV See, show is about. Writers know they know a bunch of smart stuff. Uh, and I don't know that stuff, even though I write. When Jordan bumps into Clark, we see a quick image of the classic Superman S symbol on a red cape, the same scene that appears on Lois and Clark. The new adventures of Superman opening while the camera flies through space. Oh, that's disappointing. Oh, they probably they bought that? that. They probably just like, oh, you guys already made that. Can we just? That sucks. I thought it? it was original. I thought they shot that. The cape thing? Yeah. What? Yeah, they stole it from Sup- Lois and some Clarks. Lex says that he never had the patience to play piano. But in fact, Lex is quite an accomplished piano player as shown in Spell and Lucy. Yeah, I, I thought that too. I could play the hell out of Rachmaninoff. <laughs> I could slam down some Beethoven and some Mozart and Chopin and uh, Tchaikovsky if I have to. Chloe says she is glad to play Woodward to Clark's Bernstein, a reference to, the, of course, two Washington Post journalists whose tenacious investigation uncovered the Watergate scandal in 72. That's pretty easy to know. Uh, and now it Those is are the Watergate guys. He broke the case. Bernstein. Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford, you mean? Oh, yeah. And now it's time for the hotline. Uh, We're going to go to the hotline. 213 Jet Cute. What's that, Tommy? It's a ding, ding, ding hotline. Hotline. Here's patron privilege. We love you. Patreon.com slash talkville. Patron privilege. This is Michael P. Let's see what Michael P's got to say to us this day. Hey, everybody. It's Michael Petrini from Texas. The episode hereafter, the ending, that cliffhanger. Tom, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I wanted to pick your brain on this one. 
what was it like mentally getting ready for a scene like this and, and pulling it off as well as you did? Thanks, man. Um, this is going to sound corny, but you just have to play the scene. Um, yeah. You have to go into the scene not knowing what the end is. I mean, Clark finds him, doesn't know what's happening, isn't even smart enough, as Rosenbaum said, to <laughs> just take his dad to the hospital or something. I mean, he's just... So the the trick is to embrace th- that your character doesn't know what's going to happen next, and that creates a lot of the emotionality of and confusion. By the way, don't you think that would have been cool? I mean, as he looks at his dad, he looks at his dad, his dad passes out, and then he just you close up on his face, and then you cut to a wide shot. He picks him up, and it's and it goes black. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah. wow, that's cool. Yeah. That would have been cool. I would have definitely thought about that, Vera. What are we talking about, Vera? What you talking about, Willis? All right, here's Vera. Oh, she has a Smallville poster behind her. Hi, Vera. Hey, guys. Vera here from Minnesota. For the episode Hereafter, if you could meet someone with Jordan's abilities, would you want to know the circumstances of your own death? We talked about that. Uh, you know, that's that's a that's a dicey subject. Uh, I, I don't think... I think everybody would like to... like If somebody could say, you're going to die at 94 in your sleep, I'd be like, oh, my God, great. Thank you. But anything else is like, you're going to die of like, you're going to get run over by a bus and you're going to take four hours to die. I, I, I don't want to know that. You know what I would do is I'd be an agoraphobic and then I would just stay in my house. And then all of a sudden a bus would smash through my house at some point, knowing my luck. Here's Ken, the Limbrick guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. During movie night. <laughs> During movie night. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Ken, the limerick guy from Williamsburg, Virginia. In Hereafter, Tom, I'm wondering about the safety precautions in, on a show like on the explosion and fire at the house. Um, how close did the actors or stunt doubles actually get to the fire? And was any of it CG or with miniatures or was it all full size and practical? Thanks. Bye. Um, I don't remember exactly, but if this is the house that I think it is, there's what, these things called flame bars. And usually you can't see the bar itself, but it, they, they shoot like propane through it. And it's like a, a gas grill and they can raise the flames anywhere from like three inches to even like three and a half feet and they get super hot. And so I'm sure they staged a couple of those. I'm sure in post they put some extra fire. But I can tell you that when that house actually exploded, I was nowhere near there. Like it looks like Clark is running out and it explodes. I'm sure I was three miles away. Like I was like, you guys are blowing up a house? I'm going to go. See ya. (laughs) Yeah. Gen T. Gen T. What up, Gen T? Gen T. Genty, gentle Genty. Hi guys, Genty from Brunswick, Maine here. This is more of a comment than a question. In the scene where Lex walks in on Adam playing the piano, Adam is playing Rhapsody on a theme of Paganini, which is featured as the primary theme in the movie Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeve. Not sure if it was deliberate or not, but I thought it was really kind of cool to have Probably. that Superman connection. Thanks, guys. That was Love deliberate. Great question. I'm, great I bet that Bye. was deliberate. And also, um, Trivia question. Who directed the wonderful movie with Christopher Reeve somewhere in time? Jeanneau. Correct. Jeanneau Schwartz, who directed a lot of Smallville episodes. He also directed Jaws 2. Um, but I love Lovely that man. Somewhere in time, if you haven't seen it, is a wonderful movie. It's heartbreaking. Uh, Michelle, let's see what we got here. They were both on Smallville. She was too. Yeah. She played Jensen's mom. 
Hey guys, love Probably the podcast. You know. This is Michelle from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. I kind of was thinking it was funny that the sheriff would question Jordan about Megan's whereabouts and then Clark's like, oh, I was there, sheriff. It was no big deal. And then Clark and Jordan literally leave the school, walk back to Jordan's house together. But sheriff is like, uh, I need to ask you some questions. Well, <laughs> does she think maybe he had a plan to hurt Megan this whole time? Because like, obviously, he didn't do it since they left school because he walked home with Clark. Anyways, just wondering. Thanks. Bye. Boy, I wish you were in the writing room on that one. Uh, I, I don't. I yeah. Uh, makes sense, right? No. I yeah. I, I, I wish I could explain it away. I I guess you what they should have done is go. had. You know what they could have done? Maybe is had the sheriff juggling two cases at the same time. You know, she's like she she gets another call. I don't have time for this she, right now, Clark. Yeah, maybe. But if I no. did. I tell the makeup artist to jump in here and give me better makeup and better lighting because right now I don't want to be here. You better watch it, Clark. I'm on you. 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 This is for. I'm on you. Alcohol. I'm on you. Did you get any on you? This is Natalie from Michigan. I have a question in regards to season three, episode 12. At the end of the episode, we see Clark and Jonathan on the ground. And me watching this episode when I was younger, knowing what happened in the actual Superman comics, I was always on edge when I saw Jonathan either what looked like could be dying or dying, always wondering when it was going to happen. I was curious if the cast and you guys and John Schneider knew this part about Superman and if you guys kind of read the scripts like this, like, oh, when is it going to happen? Were you guys kind of on edge when you saw these kind of things, wondering when it was going to happen? All right. Thanks, guys. I wasn't. That's what she said? Yeah, pretty much. After all that, that's she what she said? She could have said, were you guys aware of what, what he was going to die or pretty much... The lore of Jonathan Kent dying. Were you guys aware of all these things, like the the comic books? Did you know about that? No, no, I didn't either. No, I didn't. I didn't know. I knew that. Um, I know that John John Schneider really didn't want to die. Like he didn't want his character. <laughs> no, like he, he didn't, didn't want his character to die. He really he didn't. Was really upset about it. Yeah, yeah. He wanted wait. to stick around. Yeah, of course. Who wants to die? Obviously, the coach. Hi, this is Amy from Utah. In this episode, Jonathan has his first heart attack, and we learned it's because his human heart can't handle Clark's powers. I was just wondering why you guys think Jonathan didn't just go to Metropolis and stop Clark with red kryptonite like he did in season two, episode four. Red. Thanks so much, guys. Really kind of cool. What? Why did Jonathan make a deal with Jarrell? Wait, was this? Yeah. To save, to save Clark. Instead of just trying to stop Clark like he did in red when he smashes the ring with a hammer. I don't know. Ryan? No, there's got to be a different. Ryan, somehow. jump in, Jesus! Like what a, are you doing I over there. I am listening. Kaylee, he's looking for tickets. I, I don't know how to answer. He's looking for hame tickets. Connor, <laughs> maybe we could answer one of your questions. Connor, keep calling, Kaylee. Keep calling us. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Hi, uh, this is Connor calling from California, and I'm calling about uh, season three, episode twelve, with the fun but random reference for cross country. And it seems like Smallville has a lot of unfortunate events with their coaches and coaching staff. But I was just curious to see for the three of y'all if you have any good coaching experience from your time growing up. Thank you. Enjoy I, the show. I had a Coach Rogers Sergis get. <laughs> 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. My tennis coach. And, you know... Uh, I just remember I got really upset because I was playing doubles, varsity doubles. And if you challenge the guy that was ahead of you, which was the th- number three singles, because I wanted to play singles, you w- if you beat them two weeks in a row, you would get their n- position. You beat them oh. twice in a row, you, you get the – and I remember I beat the guy, and then he says, no, you're a better doubles player. And he just didn't allow me to, his own rules. And I, I remember I that was my last year. What a jerk. And I went to play hockey. But you know what? He was a sweet man. He was a good coach. And that was just maybe I was a better doubles player. Pro, maybe. I, I don't know. But I remember being really upset about it. But he sent me a book like years ago. I had no way of getting in touch with him. But he sent me this book of like all the when, you know, Michael Rosamond, Mandy Biviano win sectionals for varsity tennis and these little articles and pictures and stuff. And it was really nice of him. And uh, so if you're listening, listening to a season three episode, whatever, of Talkville, well, whatever. <laughs> thank you, Roger. But uh, how dare you not let me play singles? All right. This is the last question. This is Annie before we get our, to our international folks. Annie. Her name was Ann and I'll be damned if I recall. Hey, guys. This is Annie from Ocala. Uh, this episode deals with a lot of questions about predestination and free will. So what do you guys personally think of, of these questions? Do you think that our lives are governed by destiny, free will, or a combination of the two? Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Oh, damn. That's deep. Whoa. What? I mean, do you think that uh, our lives, it's destiny, free will? Like, In other words, like... It, 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 I think it's just happenstance. I think it just things just happen, and then there's no way of controlling them. Like you know, my cousin, he was perfectly healthy, played hockey, lawyer, had his kids, great wife, great everything was going great for him, and then pancreatic cancer died in three months, just like that out of nowhere. So is that? I mean, people could say that was his. You know, that was that was supposed to happen for a reason. That was I don't know. Cosmically. I, I, I just don't know the answer to that. But um Jeez. But does does everything happen for a reason or do we find reasons for things that happen? I'd like to think well, that nobody things knows. happen for a reason that 
I'd like to think that, but um, but then you know what? What about the awful, awful, awful things and the well, human atrocities? Well, from that, I think from human atrocity, we uh, we either figure it out and come together or end up destroying ourselves like you know i'm not gonna but like world war ii and yeah the world the world going after each other and killing each other and you know maybe it's supposed to work itself out and it's almost like a chance that it all didn't end badly where at the whole universe or the whole planet was mm-hmm. you know explodes what i'm trying to say is that I- i'm not saying there's a reason for everything but like i think you learn a lot from events from things and you try not to let things repeat themselves and obviously death is that's finality but um you know do you learn from that do you get stronger do you say you know do you try to help people with cancer because your brother died of cancer do you then become some kind of spokesman that helps so many more lives out there do you i think it's what you do with your life but I don't know. Is there a reason for it? I mean, I hate to say that because that's not, you know, my dad, you know, I lost my half sister at 15 years old, 16 years old, you know, it was like, you know, what can you say? Can you tell somebody that we're getting too deep? I'm moving on. I mean, uh, um, <laughs> international <laughs> folks, Pete, given that the next couple of episodes mirror popular films at the same time, would you guys joke about that during filming or make mention of it all at all? It at all. Is this, because of the butterfly I think there's a little movie. bit of the next episode with all the the car racing and the fast and the furious i think there's that comes to mind um is this not the butterfly effect i guess maybe it is yeah yeah but like i don't think when like i'm pretty sure when they gave us the script for smallville they were they weren't like and we're referencing this film if you guys want to check it out you know i think this is a this is a theme that comes up yeah. over time yeah I, I don't know i don't know pete i don't know pete but thanks for chiming in. Rosenbaum ratings. Uh, we'll start out with Tom. What do you give this one? I think it's a John Heater. I know some. There's a big thing that happens and whatnot, but I just, I just felt like I was just kind of chilling the whole time watching it. All right. Half. I'm gonna give it half. I think the performance is really good. The makeup wasn't great. <laughs> there are a lot of characters, by the way. A lot of actors in this. I'm episode. gonna go with Ryan. I'm gonna give it half a rose. Clark Tom loses again. Gets, <laughs> gives the, gives the lowest. Lose? Not nah, you don't lose. Death and save count. Death uh series count. 73 dead, 91 saved. It's time for wow. Ryan's favorite scene. Mm-hmm. Uh scene one is the cape flash forward. Scene two, uh Lex and Adam with the piano. Scene three, the explosion. So, Ooh. cape, piano, explosion. I'm going to go with cape, Tom. Wouldn't it be funny if the sheriff turned up and gave the uh, the death and save count up to now in Smallville at one point? Oh, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Camp, I just want to let you know, there have been 96 deaths. Let me tell you, this the- is the worst sheriffing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> I, I, When I was in Murfreesboro, I did way better than this. No one died in four years. More people have died in the last week, and I have a feeling... It has something to do with you, Mister Kent. There you go. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna go cape as I'm gonna go cape as well. Cape, cape scene. Cape, cape, cape. Yeah, cape Gerardo. Iconic. I do agree with, with, with what Tom said with about that uh, the piano scene. It was like for like I finally kind of care about Adam and like what is actually happening. I think yeah, it was probably the yeah. way you played against him. 
But I didn't care about him when he starts like losing on Lana and acting like a dick. And, I didn't like, care for that either. That's just kind of like, come on, man. But it was just that one scene between the two. He was like, oh, that's kind of yeah. interesting. It was interesting. It's like, you know, he's. Yeah. I, don't know, I didn't feel for him as much as you guys did. Uh, that's it for the episode. Stick around next week as we speed through season three about episode 13 velocity. Um, let's take Pete, the discussion. We see a lot of Pete. Yeah, a lot of Pete Ross. And I'll tell you what, there's some emotions from Pete. Sam does a wonderful job. His acting was yeah. stellar. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at Talkville Podcast or at Talkville Pod. Show their support for the podcast by joining patreon.com slash talkville p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash talkville when you support the patron you support the show we love you we couldn't do it without you and if you want more information like merch from the show talkvillepodcast.com or a hotline number all that stuff go to my instagram at the michael rosenbaum link tree or go to our socials you'll find it and um and thank you thank you so much tommy ryan mm. good times remember folks Always hold on to Smallville. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. All right, we can't do this without the patrons. They, you guys know this, right? Seriously, without you guys, we wouldn't be here. Patreon.com slash Talkville. Join, get your name shouted out and other perks. And uh, we love you. Patreon.com slash Talkville. Here are the names. Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Santiago M, Little Lisa, Thomas the Reef, Thomas the Reef Blower, the Leaf Blower. Always ask questions. Sophie M, Betsy D, Ray H, Harada. Karen Apple M, Daniel B, uh, Danielle B, 99 more, Leilani N. We met Leilani, didn't we? Brett G, always hold on to small. Hello, Esteban G, DJ Kento, Garrett W, Kimberly L, Tom N, Jason W, Osama A, Lana rhymes with banana W, Nancy D. Just met Nancy too. Uh, or Nancy D. Brian G, Sarah W, Amanda R, Teddy, 127, Michael P, Theo M, Ryan R, Jordan M, Hillary B, Randy B, Craig G, Christy R, Karen P, Derek G, Jor L, Heather, and Greg, Nico P, I made Talkville say butts, Brian H, Eric K, Kristen B, Craig C, Ashley Ryan, Nanine W, Stephanie K, Darth, Achilles, Vicky, Tamara H, Stephen F, Dan Ozan, Jeanette E, Deadvid, General Zod, Big D, Doug R, Carlos C, Danny, Tommy, Z Boston, 68, Ken G, Corey L, Mr. Home Arcade, Amanda K, Jesse C, Claire M, D Brown, Karen Era M, Eldon Supremo, Leslie V, Mick Bartz, Ginger Moose, Christopher S. Wow, you really nailed it. You didn't mess one name up. Woo! What? That's what how happened? you debate. I, I don't even know who you are. Michelle M, Drew, Brittany S, Marisol P, Veronica Q, Michael Kane, doesn't blink. Sebastian F, Sourpuss Cranky Pants, Matthew and Lincoln B, Carol B. The Coopers, Marion Louise L, CGO, Cindy C, Nikki L, Bish, Bash, Bosch's Lemon Pledge, Shannon Fofan, and she had a question today, M, 
Brian S., Tina E., Matt R., Anthony R., Jen T., Jess D., Cassie B., Felicia R., Danny M., DS, the RN, JS, Rachel D., when you're rich, you aren't crazy, you're eccentric. Paul W., Jonas 1, Samantha's, uh, Derek Smallville Pod, Derek Smallville Pod, Sage Croftcheck, and Spicy Brown says, We love you. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Love shouting out your names. 